Welcome to Corks and Cowtown, where everything is poppin'. Grab your drinks, the show is about to begin. Well, howdy y'all and welcome back to Corks and Cowtown. I am so excited to have my guest today that I have never met. This is our first time meeting. Um, We talked a little bit on social media and you've probably heard about him on social media lately, especially if you were caught up in the Fort Worth food scene. And that is Chef Dustin from Beast Co. Hey, nice to meet you. So anyways, this is our literal first time meeting. Never met you before a day in my life. Um, I've also never been to Beast & Co., or I have not yet. It's been on my to-do list. So can you give a little background about you and your experience as a chef first? Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm Dustin Lee. I'm the chef owner of the Beast & Company, 1010 West Magnolia Avenue, everybody. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, long story short, uh, I actually came from the oil and gas and uh, petrochemical uh, oh, wow. uh, industry. And um, during that time, I had a lot of travel leeway. I could yeah. go to different places. My uh, my technical title was um, the global product manager or marketing manager. And uh, so I was allowed to just kind of travel uh, as needed, right? And I went to some really interesting parts of Oh, I can the world. only imagine. Um, and then during that time, I just kind of took the liberty to learn um, a lot about the cooking. Uh, I, that was my main goal, um, you know, moving forward. I think probably around uh, probably 24, 25 years old, I started talking about wanting to open my own restaurant, open my own bar, and... Um, you know, it took me a while to get to that point. Yeah. Of course, you know, but um, I did have a lot of experience uh, learning in, uh, you know, different different places, different That's countries. That's amazing. So. so, well, first of all, let's go ahead and start to, this is Corks and Cowtown, and we love some um, bubbles especially, but then also you brought a wine today in. So can you tell us about this wine real fast and we can do a little cheers to start? Yeah, absolutely. So this is my favorite wine. This is uh, Violet Hill. Uh, it's appellated to Is Oregon. it a Pinot Noir? It is a Pinot Noir. Ooh, and it's an Oregon? Uh, it's an Oregon Pinot Noir. Is that like Willamette Valley? Uh, so some I don't of the fruit comes from Oregon. Willamette and it's some of the fruit comes from uh, other parts of Oregon, uh, Dundee region. And Ooh. so... Uh, when you do that, you can't appellate it to uh, one or the other, so you just call oh. it Oregon. Well, Oregon hey, wine. whatever works. Well, cheers. I was like, I'm excited. So this is your favorite. This is my favorite wine Ooh. of all time. Oh, I heard I on very special uh, two podcasts ago, three podcasts ago, that y'all were drinking Bar Dog. Yeah, from uh, Target. From, from Target. Um, I was like, I mean, honestly, like for considering the price, I was like, it's not bad. Yeah, this is uh, much better. Yes, it yeah, is much it better. Is. I will say. What do you, do you know the price point on this? Uh, so at the restaurant, we sell this for fifty five. I was like, this is really good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so you're a self taught chef, then is that what you would consider it? Oh yeah. Or did you do yes. any like culinary school classes? What would you say? Oh yeah. So you know, I've been uh, working on uh, online programs for mm-hmm. about ten years now. 
Um, oh wow! You know, but plus the the experiences in in uh, the actual environments, right? So I learned a lot in, um, especially in India and in China. Oh my gosh, that's um, crazy! Yeah, I I had some um, some friends that were able to uh, get me behind uh, behind the scenes in a restaurant setting uh, in those countries and and was able to uh, learn from some of the best. So. That is so cool. Now, was that hard with there obviously being like a language barrier with traveling and especially food? Because here's the thing about food is like food is something that joins people together. Right. right. So I feel like also it's almost its own language. Right. Well, and it's it's interesting because in, it, it really just is – dependent on what geographical area you're at, right? Yeah. So in India, you know, most higher level, uh, you know, executives or uh, chefs or managers, right? Um, they speak very, very good English, right? Okay. Um, but China, not so much. Mm -hmm. Japan, not so much. Um, or, you know, even Argentina, Brazil. Um, Did that help you, like, learning other languages, too, or? No, no. no? <laughs> I, I, like, I'm just, I'm terrible. My my brain doesn't work like that. I can't. I feel like you have to learn when you're young. Because oh, yeah. I yeah. do, like, Duolingo still to this day, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting so good. And then I, like, go on a vacation to, like, Mexico because it's my favorite. And I'm like, I picked up five words that you said because you <laughs> said them semi-slowly. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I just... My brain doesn't work like that. I've I've tried multiple times, and then it just it is what it is at this point. Yeah. So. Did you have a favorite type of like cuisine that you learned to make? Like, is any type of food more fun to make than another? In uh, your experience? Yeah. I mean, they all have different techniques, right? Yeah. But Indian food to me is my favorite. Right. Okay. Uh, there is a very specific sequence of events that you have to use because the spices. Um, you know, you put the spice, one spice in too early and, or too late, right. You are going to kind of nullify its effects or, oh. or, at least, or at least, you know, drown out the flavor. So that would be something that like, if someone's reading instructions, how to make something is actually important. It's very important <laughs> as in India. I was like, see, yeah, I was like, no. I would not know that. So I was like, I typically, I like instructions and following a list when it comes to cooking, especially if it's something I've never done, but I would not know like how important it is, you know, when oh, it comes to like spices, like that's crazy to think yeah, about. Yeah. So, you know, um, a good example is uh, like paprika, right? Yeah. In Spanish cooking, it's, you don't have to worry about using paprika uh, at a very specific time during yeah. during the cooking process, right? But with Indian cooking, you never uh, you never put it in the pan to bloom the spice, if you will, right? Okay. So, you know, um, you only throw paprika in when, you know, you actually have a boiling uh, liquid. Oh. Right? That way you're not, like, burning the spice. Interesting. Now, whenever you were doing all of this traveling, learning, cooking, whatever, how long of a period did you kind of do that before, like, say, coming back to the U.S.? You know, months. Just you months? Know, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I didn't live, outright live there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so did you work anywhere in, like, say, DFW before opening Anything? No. Like uh, here? No, no. So, uh, you know, I'm originally from Midland, Texas. 
Right? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, out in the, the cow pasture. And, <laughs> I was like, y'all, well, we just had a massive windstorm oh, yeah. or whatever. And I was like, out there, I was like, I can't even imagine what they got. Oh, yeah. It had yeah, to be way worse. It's kind of dusty, dirty yeah. out there. But I, you know, I love it. You know, I love the people. I love the uh, the community there. Um, but I, I was actually, I was recruited by uh, an offshoot of uh, DuPont. Okay. Um, and they moved us to Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Houston know, food scene's pretty banging too. Oh, you know, I mean, it's it's very different than say, like you know, uh, Chicago, yeah, or, or uh, Washington D.C. or even Dallas or, yeah. or Fort Worth, right? So it's not necessarily about uh, fine dining. It's more yeah. about you know finding these smaller uh, family-owned restaurants um, that are more ethnically based okay i was like i was gonna say from what i've seen there too a lot of it is i think there's this whole trend of like instagram worthy dining i don't know how you feel yeah and i was like and that's that's like but like that's like the biggest thing i feel like you see now especially like if you're on tiktok or something it's like i mean is the food good but also can i take a cute picture there like it's so crazy to me you know especially uh in houston it's, it's it is funny because i mean you will literally see these people you know, dressed to the nines, they're going out to, uh, you know, they're going out to dinner, yeah. but they're going to, you know, a place with, uh, you know, I don't know, not as decorated as yeah. pretty as you might think. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but it's, it's all about being seen in front of, uh, these groups, right. On yeah. Instagram. And uh, in in Houston, particularly, they are more interested in being seen in front of, you know, small uh, family operated businesses that are, you know, ethnic in nature, you know, whether it's Chinese, Laotian, Mm -hmm. uh, Indian. Okay. So now that kind of I feel like almost ties us into the current day. Because now with is it so is it Beast and Co or Beast and Company, which or do you? Is we don't differentiate. Okay, I was going to no. say, I was like, because I've always Beast heard it as De- Beast & Co. So anyways, so this is your first restaurant. Correct, yeah. And so yeah. your chef and owner, is anyone else part owner, like any family, investors, anything? It's all me. All, all you. Me. So that was a big risk. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I was like, so are you typically like in life, do you take a lot of risks or is this something that you were just like, I fully bet on myself in this scenario? Oh, no. I mean, I've taken a lot of risks, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes financially, sometimes with my career. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, this is a lot financially speaking. Yeah. Right. But um, I wanted to bring our food. I wanted to bring that you know, that kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, that eclectic vibe to, uh, Fort Worth. Yeah. I really like Fort Worth. I think the uh, food scene, right. Is just about to start popping off. I agree with that. I was like, I think you had your people who initially hear everyone kind of knew and they kind of set the bar and then it's just started to grow and now you have some of the newbies coming in, like yourself even. And now it's just like, okay, well, is there – I feel like it's very competitive. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. it's very like – and obviously like that's normal because you have a lot of the same 
people and groups even starting multiple restaurants competing with themselves. So is it different whenever it's just you and like you're counting on yourself? Because I feel like that's kind of the scenario that you've mentioned and you did make a Facebook post about, about how it's almost like Fort Worth loves Fort Worth so much. Anyone that's like kind of even the slightest bit of an outsider, it's like, "Mm, we don't know yet. Well, you know, kind of clear some of the air here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I was not the one that said, right, that Fort Worth doesn't like outsiders. Yeah, no. Yeah. From a very prominent media voice here in Mm -hmm. Fort Worth. Um, It was a very strange interaction, to be honest with you. I mean, she had come to uh, take photographs of our site, right? Uh, You know, we hadn't even opened yet. Can I ask who it is? No. Why? Is it someone involved with Fort Worth Foodies? Uh, No, no. Um, It's a media voice. uh, That's really all I can say. Okay. Right. But, you know... um, Honestly, I she's she's not right in that regard. Like it's not that Fort Worth hates uh, outsiders. That's yeah, not no. the case at all. Like it, it, everybody here is so welcoming. We're very and, all means all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know the what she said was not very eloquent in that regard. You know what she really meant, or at least I don't want to put words in her mouth, but. I believe what she meant is that Fort Worth, uh, let me put it this way. Okay, so outsiders aren't on Fort Worth people's radar. Outside people as far as just like anyone outside of Fort Worth? Well, right. You know, so, you know, you're a new guy. You're coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, you're starting a business. um, And, you know, uh, Fort Worth. People, the people of Fort Worth already have their favorites, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, you know, these established uh, restaurants, these established bars, yeah, know, whatever venue it is, right? They already have a, an established clientele, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, really what I think she meant is that, you know, it's going to be very difficult for someone to come in um, without any kind of credibility. Yeah. And open a restaurant like yours. I think that in a sense, though, hearing someone say something like that would drive me even harder to prove them wrong. Is no, that, have you like felt like that at all? No, or? It's, it's not like we're, you know, out there competing yeah. with other uh, with other venues. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's not the case at all. Like we love, like I go out to other people's restaurants, like yeah. here in Fort Worth. Like I take my family there. I spend money with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we're friends. This is a community. Yeah. Right. Um, and Fort Worth loves to eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, I mean, there is a crowd, you know, at a, a lot of these venues every single night. Yeah. Right. And you know, that's very encouraging. To see what we want is to be recognized in that and, you know, introduce ourselves. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it is strange to me, right? Um, because, you, you know, now that we're on the subject. Yeah. Right. Um, the point of the post was not, you know, to say that Fort Worth 
uh, doesn't like outsiders, um, that, you know, oh, woe is me. Nobody's coming to my restaurant. You know, we're going down. We're not going down. We're in yeah. a pretty decent financial position here. It's, it, 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 it's never about money, right? The point is, is that we built this restaurant for Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Right. I chose this community. I love this community. Right. And, uh, you know, I, when I saw this pit, big pink, ugly building <laughs> on yeah. Magnolia Avenue, yeah. you know, I said, Oh, you know, that's my restaurant. That's, yeah. what, you know, and I was so excited to share my experiences and, and, uh, you know, my thoughts and cooking, yeah. um, with the community. But, you know, frustration kind of ran over when, you know, we have been do, we do very intricate uh, customer relations management uh, tracking, right? Okay. So I can tell where probably about 98, 99% of the people who come into my restaurant, right, where they're from based on credit card uh, receipts, based on Survey Monkey, based mm-hmm. on a lot of different ways that we can do that. Yeah. Right? And um, we came to a you know, dramatic uh, conclusion, right, that, you know, in any given month, 60, maybe even up to 70% of our customers come from Arlington eastward. Yeah. Right. Dallas people. Just put it that way. I mean, right? say it. Say oh, it. Yeah. Oh, oh. I was like, I know. I was right. like, it's going to scare some people, but it is what it is. Right. Um, and I was disappointed and hurt because, like, I built this for Fort Worth, mm-hmm. right? I love this community. Yeah, of course. I love that, you know, our our food resonates with people in other parts of the country. Yeah. Yes. Right. But, like... It's crazy to me that the the word about our restaurant like escapes Fort Worth, right? Mm-hmm. And goes into a completely other radius. But here's the thing is like, do you think what do you think the reasoning behind that is? Oh, I don't know. Right? I, I mean, I, you know, we've been racking our our brains about it, right? I mean, uh, we've been fortunate to be written up in a lot of, you know, the local uh, local media, mm-hmm. right? Um, Fort Worth Weekly, of course, uh, Fort Worth Magazine, you know, shout out to uh, Malcolm over there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love those guys. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, 360 West, of course. You yeah. Know, and even uh, Texas, uh, Texas Monthly. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we've had a lot of uh, of really good press. Um, you know, our Instagram is very healthy. We pick up uh, followers every single day. Um, we, you know, are kind of turning ourselves into a juggernaut on that sort of yeah. thing. So, you know, we were really we're we were happy with the results of that. Okay. Right. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, I mean, people. To this day, right, and I, we're just talking about, you know, the neighborhoods of uh, Fairmount, Ryan Place, right, and say, oh, well, I yeah. live four streets down. I've never heard of you. 
Yeah. But how are people in Richardson mm-hmm. or uh, Frisco or Plano, how are they hearing about us and you're not? Well, I think one of the things, and like we kind of touched on this a slightly earlier, is that Fort Worth does have its favorites, like you said. In Fort Worth, people get very comfortable and complacent with the things that they like, which is part of why sometimes I haven't been to a lot of older establishments in Fort Worth. And I've lived here the majority of my life. Like I went to Lucille's, I think for the first time on Camp Bowie, like two years ago. And I mean, what I had was I like, wow, after all the things I've heard about it. No, but I was still just like, clearly, you know, I just, that's one meal that I've ever had there. So I can't really base anything off of that. The one thing I will ask you, though, is that you said clearly, like, you've had good response from things. You know, you have a good social media presence and whatnot. But how are you responding to some of the negative comments? Because I did my due diligence and I tried to go through and look and see, like, okay, well, what is what are people saying? And the two biggest things I saw were price, which obviously post pandemic is an issue for some people, and it's still going to be with inflation, life, and everything else. Obviously, going out to dinner, I think, is a treat and not a necessity. It's especially, you know, whenever it is a nicer establishment like yours. The other thing I saw was also a lot of people said they did not have a good customer service experience. So how are you now working on, say, maybe those things to maybe then entice people to come because if people are telling you, hey, this is why no one's coming, I feel like that should be like, okay, well, let's start working on those things immediately. Right. No. So, you know, I mean, to address the price thing, I mean, our prices are, I mean, literally within a few dollars of every single restaurant here in town, whether Mm -hmm. you're talking about, you know, if you want to be specific, Clay Pigeon, LRB. Okay. Um, you know, Bonnell's, uh, Waters, right? Um, I think maybe the disconnect comes from, right, uh, you know, it's not a giant slab of beef on a plate. Yeah. Right? And it, that's okay, right, if that's what, you know, you want to eat, right? But mm-hmm. that's not this kind of establishment, right? Yeah. I mean, we put a hell of a lot of work into this right yeah every single drop of every single thing every single ounce is made in-house right oh that's so, awesome you know i mean we don't go out the, the only thing that we didn't make is the wine and the beer and the and the spirits right yeah so um you know that's very important to us right we have that control over the quality of the food but also right i mean we are literally working our yeah that's a lot of labor love yeah and our and our passion into this, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know. I mean, look, there, there's always going to be, you know, in any kind of uh, service environment, mm-hmm. right? There's always going to be some issues, right? Uh, whether it's with service or or, or whatnot, right? Um, I think by and large, if you if you look at our reviews, you know, uh, I mean, we're you know ranked pretty highly on yeah. on Yelp, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, there's always going to be some service issues. There always are. And, you know, we've hired a general manager to, uh, you know, help us address those issues. Okay, right? that's good. Um, and and then the other thing is, that, you know, it's all about training, training, yeah. training, training. You know, we've taken several training days 
over the last uh, couple of months to make sure that we uh, that we understand, you know, uh, the level of service that uh, we require in the restaurant, mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, the other thing is just uh, when a customer is spending the kind of money that you know this restaurant. like or any restaurant for that matter right um you want to make sure that they are having the best experience yeah right and so um yeah we're definitely addressing some of those issues well good i was like is the gm when was that done was that like a newer hire yeah yeah so uh, you know i mean this is all within the last two weeks right so we are um you know moving forward with uh you know, me and, and my team in the back, right? So Chef uh, Cecilia Lopez and then Chef uh, Cesar Ortiz mm-hmm. and our team in the back. Right? So there's just three of y'all? No, no. So there's also... I was going to say, I was like, you know, my gosh. I was like, that's yeah. insane. Right. So, but we do have a very small crew. Okay. Right? Um, shout out to Troy and Rico as well. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Um, as far as the training, because that's something like customer service to me has always been a big thing. And I think it's just because I did the same thing. Obviously I'm not a chef. I wish I was, I'm not that cool, but like I grew up in the service industry right. starting at 15 as I was a hostess. Then I went to waitress. Then I was expo. Then I did catering and I became the catering assistant at a country club at 18. Like, because I wanted to work in that industry and I worked my way up and I loved it. But I was also, it was a country club for a bunch of old people who'd never worked a day in their life. So our level of service and what we had to provide was next level. Like it was insane. So I feel like I'm a little judgmental and anyone who listens to the podcast knows that's one of the biggest things when I go out, I'm like, some places just do not have customer service, whether that be the hostess, whether that be your actual server, whether that be, you know, the kitchen, if there is a problem, whether that be, you know, someone just like not busting tables, someone like a manager who could step in and do those things and they choose not to. So who is doing like y'all's training or is there someone that you've hired or are you still doing that all in house to kind of be like, this is the service we want to provide. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, from day one, I think it's been pretty evident that we are, you know, trying to provide the best service that we can. Yeah. Right. Obviously now, you know, we are a neighborhood Southern food restaurant, right? So, you know, uh, Although we don't want to skip on steps of service, Mm -hmm. right, we also want to make sure that we are honoring those Southern values, right? So that means, you know, friendly first, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Talk up your customers. Have a good time, right? The point of Beast & Co. is to come and hang out and have a good time, eat badass food, drink some really good wine, and, uh, you know, have a great date night, have a good time with your, your friends and your yeah. loved ones and your coworkers. Right. Um, you know, so, uh, that kind of friendly service is what we're striving for. Right. So we are, you know, working on, you know, several of those issues. And I think that that's obviously important. Yeah, absolutely. So would you say that Beast and Co is more like a date night, like a one-on-one, like a two-people reservation, or is it more groups? Like, do you accommodate large groups? Like, what is your typical clientele? Right. So, uh, 
believe it or not, our bread and butter is uh, four tops and six tops. Okay. Right? So uh, double dates, triple dates, uh, you know, people on work trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, the spicy date nights as I well, was like, right? so, I yeah. mean, everyone needs a spicy date night. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, we have a loud kind of rowdy crowd. Um, we have a great time on Fridays and Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you yeah. think that ever scares people? Because typically if you're going to like, so, say somewhere like higher end for like a date night and if it's like loud and fun, some people might be turned away by right. that. So, you know, I think but that, if it's that also, might be yeah. part of the disconnect, okay. right? And I, you know, I, I want to be clear, right? So um, this is just, it's fun. Yeah. Right, we're having a great time. We're we're uh, enjoying each other's company. Laugh, be loud, have uh, have some wine, and uh, you know, really just let loose. Right, this is never going to be a place where we're going to play Nora Jones, <laughs> and uh, you know, everything's going to be you know, uh, you know, quiet and. Uh, no, and I love that. Right? I was like, I like a place where, because especially after a bottle of wine or two with like your friends. You're not wanting to sit there and whisper and get like judgy looks from people for laughing. Right. Right. So, no. So, you know, and then that's the other thing is, I mean, this is a judgment free place, right? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, LGBTQ, uh, you know, definitely uh, we are, um, you know, very welcoming of everybody mm-hmm. uh, in the restaurant. We want to, uh, you know, make sure that everybody knows that, you know, this is a place where you come to have fun. Right? I love that. Um, and yeah, like I said, we're not going to play uh, soft jazz music, right? Um, I mean, we're, they can do that at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, the decor of the restaurant uh, might be a little bit different than, you know, you would expect of like uh, a restaurant that's putting out the f- food quality that we put out. Okay. I think that that was another uh, thing, you know, criticism that came up, um, you know, multiple times. Right. But I think that's just a side effect of, uh, you know, people in Fort Worth being behind the times a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if you look at uh, some of my favorite restaurants, like Giant in Chicago or uh, Nancy's Hustle in in Houston, right? Um, it's just a completely different vibe, right? You can go and you can have a great meal and, uh, you know, have great wine and a great experience and it doesn't have to look like a Baroque steakhouse. No, I totally agree. Well, one of the first words you used to describe everything was eclectic. And I think that that would probably be a great way to describe things at your restaurant. Right. And there's nothing. I love eclectic because I feel like eclectic is also like community in a sense. It's like those words are almost like interchangeable because some of the things might not necessarily like mesh, but they work together well. Oh, yeah. And it's that's I feel like exactly how it should be. And I feel like also because you're on Magnolia, that's one of the things as well is like Magnolia does have like it's little like posse of people who I feel like almost only, you know, tend to like Magnolia places. But then also I feel like Fort Worth truly is growing because we have started incorporating newer places and these new ideals to also, I hate to say it, this is going to sound really bad, but I don't know how else to say it. But like kind of the older generation is, you know, disappearing 
and, you know, they're getting older. It's what happens in life. And this newer generation, I feel like including mine, is we're the ones that are accepting and open and we're wanting to see things like this. Well, and okay, yeah. And and uh, we've had uh, rave reviews from everybody from different yeah. walks of life, right? Whether they're older or younger, right? You know, so I don't think that that's a problem. I think- Well, that's uh, good. Right. Uh, I think, though- Right. Um, when you're looking at Fort Worth establishments, right, um, the younger uh, generation that that are owners, right, mm-hmm. um, may have based their uh, their concepts, right, whether it was the decor, the food offerings, whatever, on on the the uh, older generation. Right. I can so, see that. Yeah. We want to come in and, 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 um, you know, Stir the rep- pot. well, no, just represent <laughs> the new generation. Right. So look, we still love great food. Yeah. Right. We still love great drinks. We still love great music. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we have different values. Right. Than our, our parents. Yeah. Right. Um, what would give me like three values? that you would like to share that you would say like, this is why I would want people to come in. Like if you share my values. Well, you know, I mean, uh, one is accepting of all lifestyles, I think is, is which is amazing. Right. Um, you know, and you know, maybe that puts us in a different bracket service wise because, you know, we want to, you know, portray, right. That we are a friendly, fun loving staff. Yeah. Right. So, you know, yeah, you you might miss some service cues in that point. Okay. Right. right? So um, but right, we're tightening that up. I promise <laughs> you. It's going to be tightened up. Right. So, you know, I mean, you can be loud and boisterous and have fun and still make sure that you have forks on the table. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and then uh you know, I think uh the other is is like travel okay. i think is a, is another one that's really important to you know maybe older millennials and younger mm-hmm. gen xers right you know where we meet together at that yeah. like uh that generational boundary right like uh we've always valued experiences more than things yes right totally agree and so you know to me the things that i'm most proud of in life are uh you know the experiences that i've had yeah right and so i want to share those with you through my food yeah or through wine or through and look I will come out to the dining room and talk your ear off about this stuff if you really want me to. Like, you know, um, it's uh, very important to me. I love this stuff, right? So, you know, um, and then I guess if we're looking for another value, maybe um, I think quality is very important to me yeah. and the control of the quality of the food, the quality of the drinks, everything is curated by me and my team. Yeah. Right. Which so, is also like something I saw like time 
goes I into that. Every single So it minute. might be a little longer than like you might be used to. Well, no. I mean, you know, so generally our ticket times are actually better okay. than, than uh, you know, people in, in uh, or other establishments here in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's uh, just some amazing displays of yeah. cooking. Every, every well, I've night. seen plenty yeah. of pictures, and I'm always I love um, I'm a big nerd about plating, and I love some of the plating that I've seen. Oh yeah, yeah, of stuff. Just because I feel like plating is like an art form in itself, and I'm not artistic. Right, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, obviously the food has to taste good and it has to be yeah. good, right? Um, you know, so but the quality aspect is the time that's been worked into that. Every mm-hmm. single ounce of everything yeah. is made in-house. Which is huge because I can only think of, at least that I know for a fact, one other place in Fort Worth that does that, which is Trey Mowgli. Right. And right. I think they said that they only have one cheese that isn't done in-house. Right. And so, that was also last year when yeah, I last heard that. I mean, you can't make... Parmesan cheese yeah. yourself, guys. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I it's mean. just like one of those things as far as I don't like the farm to table concept in a sense. I feel like Fort Worth doesn't necessarily have, but I feel like the whole quality ingredients and that quality control, especially when so many of our foods are just pumped full of God knows what these right. days. Right. I think it's important to come to places like yours. And people have always known is if you want quality over quantity, like you said, is like, yeah, sure, you can go somewhere and pay a certain amount of money and get a massive steak. But also, I've been to plenty of places, and I'll say it again, is like Hotel Drover is like, that was some of the worst dining experiences I've ever had, sadly. And I like have gone there, you know, multiple times, but I've also been told that they've just been rotating chefs and you can tell is like, it doesn't matter if the like type of meat they're putting out is good. If they don't have someone there that actually cares. Right. I mean, it's the care and the experience factor as well. Right. I mean, and not just experience with cooking, but experience with the ingredient itself is Mm -hmm. really important as well. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, working with local farmers here is really important to us. Um, you know, I don't get the whole, you know, marketing ploy between behind uh, farm to table. Okay. Like, because, like, I can assure you every ounce of food from every restaurant, mm-hmm. right, was grown on a farm somewhere. Yeah. Right. Oh, I that's mean, true. Yeah. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, GMO or, uh, well, that, you know, yeah. irradiated in some way or who knows what, right, mm-hmm. is a different story. Right. So, you know, of course, we we value um, using the freshest, best ingredients. Are you using mostly people in like DFW or Texas or like where do most of your ingredients come from? Yeah. So, you know, they're all mostly Texas ingredients. Right. I mean, Parmesan comes from Parma, Italy. Right, guys. But (laughs) like, um, you know, we are using Texas ingredients where we can and then featuring what we love to do is feature, um, you know, something that is special and we like from uh, different producers, right? So, you know, a good example are the carrots that we get for the the new carrot dish um, are from uh, First First Earth Farms in uh, Bluffdale. Okay, yeah. Right? So, um, and we use a lot of his produce. Now That's that awesome. I think about it, but it, you know, uh, it's uh, you know finding. Uh, local 
you know, local vendors and, and local people to use their food because we want the money to stay here and stimulate this community. Yeah. So, okay, I just remembered one of the other things I saw was that someone had come in and they said they tried to order like two things and you no longer had them on the menu. Right. And obviously I feel like this is something that needs brought up is because of what you're saying is if you're getting things sourced from these certain places, you're also going to run out, especially if they don't have the quantity to cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's two aspects to that, right? Um, one is, uh, you know, just like you said, right. Uh, there's only so much time in the day. There's only, yeah. there's only so much room in the walk-in cooler. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the other thing we make all this stuff, yeah. right. I mean, and then when it's gone, it's gone because I mean, we, we can't just make it again while yeah. we're cooking for, you know, a hundred people on a yeah, Saturday exactly. night. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and, and then the other is uh, reservations, right? Yes. You know, so, it, it, and this isn't a knock on you guys here in Fort Worth, right? I love y'all, <laughs> right? But, you know, in, in other, uh, you know, cities that I've worked in, right? I mean, everybody uh, makes reservations, right? So on a typical Friday night is a good example. Saturday night as well, right? We will start the service with uh like 46 covers okay right but by the time we're done with service we may do 125 people right so So, yeah Yeah. so it's almost impossible to um you know to account for yeah absolutely for uh you know how many people we are going to have or or at least predict yeah right um you know, and this so is so what do you use for your reservation system? Like uh, so are you using like Resi or Open Table? We use or... Talk. Okay. Talk, which is uh it was developed by the owner of uh Alinea in Oh Chicago, yeah, in Chicago. Right. And uh it's for upper echelon restaurants. Oh, okay. So is that an is there an app for it? Yeah, it's uh I was like, can people like talk. Okay, so explore. people should like download it and they can make a reservation oh, yeah. through yeah. that. You can make or it call that. Right. or what's the best like course? Because y'all typically just do dinner service. Right. So, you know, and you know, who knows? We may open for lunch very soon. Um, we do have some plans for uh some other events. Okay. Um that are coming down. I was gonna say, I was like, I know that you and I kind of, well, we'll have to talk about it off air because I have ideas <laughs> too. So okay. Um, but yeah, so, you know, explore talk, you can go to www.exploretalk.com or you can download the app. Okay. So then that way people can do reservations. Now, does that allow a large group reservation or is that, do y'all do more special events and someone needs to contact you for that? Right. So, um, there is a, uh, there's two ways to go about it, right? So, uh, you know, if you'd like a customized menu for a large group, mm-hmm. we can definitely do that. Um, we love uh, customizing a prefix menu for a group, yes. right? Especially, you know, a group of uh, 10 or 12, 16 Can you covers, explain what right? a prefix menu is for people who may not know? Well, okay. So, you know, there's... It's one of my favorite things. Yes. So, you know, yeah. I mean, typically you'll have... Uh, you know, a three course or a five course, right? Um, so uh, in a three course setting, you're going to have uh, two appetizers that are going to be uh, served family style. Mm-hmm. And then you may have three uh, choices for your 
entree, which would be your second course, and then two courses for, or two choices uh, for your dessert. But the nice thing about that too is you can typically budget per person yes. as well, correct? You know, so that is yeah. on a per person basis, yeah. right? And, you know, we customize uh, these uh, groups all the time, right? Yeah. So uh, we do chef wine pairings sometimes. We do, um, you know, a margarita, pitcher of margaritas for the table. I mean, I do love some margaritas yeah. too. Um, you know, so uh, this is completely uh, customizable and we love doing it. That's great. Um, you know, but, you know, uh, that being said, we are a small restaurant, right? So so if someone's like, can I do this next week? You're probably going to be like, oh, maybe, uh, depending. Maybe, maybe yeah. not, yeah. right? Um, you know, so we require a $15 per person deposit. It is, uh, you know, it's, uh, it goes against your bill uh, when you come in, mm -hmm. right? Um, we don't have a minimum spend, um, but we do That's offer nice. you yeah. that... Uh, that option to do the prefix. Okay. Do you have a private dining room or anything? We do. You do? Yeah. How yeah. many does it so, seat? What's capacity? Um, so the capacity, it's be actually being renovated right now. So um, the capacity will be 14 to 16 people. Okay. Uh, perhaps. That's we'll awesome. See. I love that. Okay. So because I haven't been there also, but it's on my to-do list and I want to obviously, I feel like we've kind of gotten to the dirt of things and also highlighted a lot of features as well. I want to highlight what are your, because <clears throat> you do a rotating menu as far as like summer, fall, everything else. Right. Or So we're currently, I guess, in spring. Right. So this is the spring cleaning menu okay. is what we're calling it right now. Okay. Right? So um, yeah, I put a post about it out the other day. Um, don't know if you saw it, but uh, you know, this is an interesting uh, time of year for chefs. Right? Yeah. So especially people uh, or chefs that are are more seasonally driven and inspired, right? Um, the ground is not warm enough to really, you know, start really producing produce. Okay. Right? So, um, you know, you're not going to see the spring alliums yet. You're not going to see the, you know, the sweet onions you're not going to see the uh, the scallions you're not going to see uh you know spring garlic right uh but the air feels warm right mm -hmm. you know the sun feels warm on your neck um you know you have to look at your pantry staples at this point mm -hmm. look what you have left over right white beans lentils uh pastas right and uh Try to take those to the new level with the ingredients that are just now starting to come into season, right? Okay. So this is like a transitional season um, between our winter menu and our, our spring menu. Mm -hmm. Our spring menu should come out <clears throat> maybe uh, by uh, mid-March. We'll see. Okay. Right? And then, you know, you'll have the freshest seasonal ingredients there. You'll s start seeing the sugar snap peas. Ooh, um, yeah. You know, you'll start seeing spring I saw lamb. one of the salads you just did, and it looked phenomenal. Oh, gosh. Chef yeah, Cecilia, I was like, that yeah, looked was, so good. Like, she, yeah, I mean, you know, you just tell her, hey, come up with something. Yeah. So up, as far so. as, like, whenever you're doing that, so, like, say for your upcoming, like, spring menu, let's say, because this will be out in, you know, early March. So let's say you're – 
spring menu, what are some foods that people can kind of expect to maybe see um, as far as like a main course? Right. So definitely lamb. Okay. Right. Are you um, like one of the like lolly, the lamb lollipops or is this like a lamb? We'll How see. all does lamb come? He comes in. I was like, I've only yeah, had like, lamb like a like, handful of times. Yeah, so I'm just like, actually, I have questions. Just, so <laughs> just like any other, uh, you know, cut of meat, right? Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a four legged animal, right? So, you know, you have the shank, you have chops, you have. I have like uh, PTSD uh, from actually watching lamb chop. So also, <laughs> and my dog's like favorite toy was her little lamb chop. But I mean, I'd still eat lamb. So. Oh. You know, yeah. I mean, it's delicious. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, so we are going to bring in a couple of other, uh, couple of other things that are up our sleeve. Let's are you like a that. big fish yeah. guy? Oh yeah. Or like yeah. seafood? Because that's the thing I think a lot of people probably don't understand too, is you obviously with experience from multiple regions and countries and everything else. I feel like it's going to be an eclectic menu as well. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing is like whenever someone comes in, can they expect like a like almost this sounds really stupid, but like an American course, like either like a chicken, a steak, something like simple. And then maybe like, you know, an Indian course, like a curry or, you know, like whatever. Or How do you use like your talents to kind of inspire the menu? Right. So, yeah, I mean, it is inspiring let's just say inspired cooking. Okay. Right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, you know, like we're okay, like we one dish, this chicken type. tikka yeah. masala. Yeah. And then we make a Thai dish and then we make a, a hamburger. Right. I mean, yeah. it's not that right. Just this it, way people like can be like, Oh, I want to go there and try that. Right. You, know? you know, like this is, you know, taking that ingredient and those experiences and just kind of uh, molding it into something that's, that's new and special. Yeah. Right. It's not recreating uh, the greatest hits around the globe. <laughs> right. If that's that's a really good way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like that. So also I was gonna say this because I know that like personally I've been big on doing like the solo dates and I know a lot of other females have been too. Is Beast and Co somewhere that like a female or you said everyone's included, whatever, but is there like a bar top where oh, like yes. you can just go yeah. sit, kind of mingle, like if I just want to go up there and grab like a glass of wine and an appetizer, like is that all approved as well? Oh yeah. No. Okay. So we have we have seen a huge influx of uh, new customers at the bar. Okay. So we have a nine seat bar, of course. Okay. We're, we're a small restaurant, right? But we have a nine seat bar. Um, even so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, definitely just come and yeah. hang out at a table. It's no big deal. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, that's definitely encouraged, especially try some of these wines that we have. Right. Uh, feel like we didn't get to talk a whole lot about the wine. Oh, we can talk plenty Corks about wine. Cowtown. I was like, Hey, but, I was like, we still have time. Yeah, But it's, uh, you know, these are all natural or biodynamic wines. Okay. Right? Or what we call practicing organic. Okay. Right? So is that like, kind of like, have you been to the Holly? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. So is it kind of like what they offer as far as the like no additives and yes, all of that, like extra right? fillers and BS yeah. so, that give you the hangover. Uh, actually, you know, they've inspired a lot of the way that we're going with the wine list yeah. um, from them right now. The difference between, uh, you know, somewhere like the Holly, which is a wine bar mm -hmm. versus, uh, you know, a restaurant, right? Is, 
you know, and it's kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but we have to, uh, have very specific, uh, wines, right. At very specific price points, um, to be, to have an effective wine list. Yeah. So, you know, of course we'll, we have the Cabernet Sauvignons, but they are, our Cabernet Sauvignons that we mm-hmm. have, we've curated, right? And we make sure that, you know, w- you know, A, they taste good, right? Yeah. But B, right, they're either organic or, or biodynamic. They're sourced. What does uh, biodynamic mean? Well, it's, it's similar to organic except, right, that you have not used pesticides or any kind of uh, outside irrigation. Okay, to like treat the grapes? Like yes. Okay. For at least 10 years. Oh, dang. Right. So. Um, That's impressive. Yeah. And, you know, some California wineries are coming up on the uh, the the time that to become certified yeah. for uh, biodynamic, right? Um, I think that this is the way of the future. Right. I hope so. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and uh, like when you go to the Holly, it's just like a they have treasure so much. trove yeah. of like the greatest things. You yeah. Know? And, like, have you tried their orange wine? Oh, yeah. 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 I, mean, I was like, everyone told me to get that one and I did. And now it's like my go to. You know, but uh, and then we also, you know, you also have to have like for at least for our cooking, right? Mm-hmm. Like more high tone. um more acidic uh wines as well right like this pinot noir is a really good example it's this is very easy to drink right it's it's kind of scaring me how easy it is to drink really good (laughs) acidity to it okay but then you've got these like uh this weird kind of uh mocha and floral notes that I just, you know, like hmm. you don't really find in a in a Pinot Noir. Yeah. So. so do you have a favorite like uh, region or anything as far as it comes oh, to man. wine? No, we just bounce all over the place. I was going to say, I was wine. like, I've never been to like Sonoma or right. Napa or anything like that, but it's on my to-do list. But I really want to go to Champagne. So. Oh, yeah. Because I yeah. want Champagne from Champagne. Yeah. it's uh, So. That's. You know, you know, we don't sell a whole lot of uh, champagne. Oh, um, okay. You know, we're more into cavas, pet nats, okay. uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, if I had to pick a region right now, it is definitely Greece. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. So we've had some really, really cool wines from Greece um, here recently um, on the menu and, and off the menu. Okay. So. Well, how do you feel about, uh, what is it, like ports, like dessert wines? <sighs> you know, I don't know. I, you know, I, we do have, so we did have a Madeira cocktail, believe it or, or not. I have no so, idea what that is. So Madeira is, it's made on the island of Madeira. It's, uh, you know, very similar to port. Okay. Um, but it's old, old school. I just, old school. I can't, I've like a port is just not it for me. I'd rather have an espresso martini. Yeah. Yeah. Espresso yeah. martini. I was like big on that. Okay. How are you on your desserts? Uh, so right now we've got three desserts. Chef Cecilia makes all of them. Okay. Um, and they are awesome. What right? are we talking so, about? So I need to know. The, uh, the lemon meringue pie. Okay. Right. Um, it's a southern food restaurant. You yeah. Know, so, you know, lemon lemon uh, meringue pie. Um, and then uh, 
we've got a couple of other ones. Uh, this we've got a masala spice cake that's got a Ooh. Indian um, Indian spice called garam masala in, in the cake. It's uh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we always try to have like a cake and ice cream dessert. Oh, good. You that's know, like that's my like, favorite. Like a yeah. brownie and ice cream, like, or like cake and ice cream. What's more something. fun and whimsical and and also sexy? Yeah, you know, than cake and ice cream. I totally yeah. agree. Also, if you ever like want to throw in like a peach cobbler, I'm super into that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like big peach yeah. cobbler fan. But you know, um, we don't. Uh, and then we're trying to get a work in a uh, a chocolate dessert. We haven't okay. had a chocolate dessert in a while. So. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, I feel like that's one area that I feel like Fort Worth doesn't have just nailed down yet is like a place for desserts. Badass desserts. Yeah, yeah. like badass yeah. desserts. It's like I've always said, like, if I was going to open a place, I'd want it to be like dessert cocktails and desserts. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, wouldn't that right? be badass? You know? Okay, well, maybe we can start a restaurant yeah. together. You know, it's just I'm going to just have knows? ideas, and you're just going to have to do the cooking, though. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> too old for that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, too. I can't imagine. Like so, like you said, as so many of these, like, chefs in Fort Worth, I can't imagine having multiple restaurants. Like, I can only imagine the stress you're under with one. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, there's a there's a saying in in the industry, right? So you don't have if you do multiple restaurants right Mm -hmm. you don't do two you do three if you don't do or you don't do four you do five right so so no um, no even numbers no no. okay you know i mean you really want to uh spread the uh you know you're going to be spread thin let's just put it that way oh i can only imagine right but you want to hire people that are that are capable that are experienced that you mm-hmm. trust, right? And um, you know, I've got a great team. So no, and that's I like that you continuously highlight them at every chance you're given the opportunity. So I, I love like, them. that's like, amazing. You know, probably the best part about being the owner, right, is uh, you know, the contacts that I get to make. Yeah. And, you know, being able to lead a group of people, um, to this level of excellence i'm really happy with no i was like i totally agree i was like that's amazing because food really does bring people together and especially having like a passion for it like you do which is like very clear to me to see now is it just i feel like this is the thing that people are probably missing is they're not asking like hey can i meet the chef because it would be amazing for you to obviously you can't like some you sometimes have to cook But, you know, just every now and then sometimes. But, like, it's one of those things is, like, you want to have that personal experience and meet people because I feel like we've kind of all missed that for, especially during, like, COVID times, is people miss connection. And I feel like food is a big place where people connect. Right. And I feel like we've kind of hit the nail on the head is, you know, it's a misconnection. Yeah. Right. Um, Between... Uh, us and Fort Worth. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, nothing against people in Dallas, right? Um, you know, they've sustained us for a long time. Um, yeah. You know, it's, and actually we've built up a pretty good uh, clientele, right? But the, this is Fort Worth. This is yeah. for you guys. Um, I love this community. I want to be part of it, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, just passion just kind of came out. No, yeah. Hey, I was like, there's nothing wrong with that. I've said a lot of things, and sometimes I'm like, I could have reworded that, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know? I was like, that's the thing about, 
I think it's important for people to see the passion behind what you're doing, regardless of how it kind of comes out. Right. Because right. it's like I if I wasn't if I was just quiet, you'd think I don't care. Yeah. You know, yeah. in a sense. Like, you know, hey, like I want this. And I think that this is really good because it's gonna show Fort Worth what you're about. And I mean, you've put your money where your mouth is, so they might as well too. I was like, I think that's really key. Yeah. So is there anything else you'd like to share? No, I mean, you know, I just want to thank you for inviting me. No, and, absolutely. Uh, I was know, like, this I've has been a, awesome. Had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I was like, now I feel like I definitely need to talk to you off air about the ideas I have to get some of uh, my friends in there because I think we need to use utilize that private room. Okay. Let's yeah. Do it. I was like, you know, I was like, I just hosted like a Galentine's, like I told you, and I think that it's important to kind of work on some of those connections and like, right. especially with the gals, I was like, I think we all really enjoyed it. And so I think it'd be fun to kind of do like a dinner, like a prefix menu and like a wine pairing. So that way everyone can kind of have a different experience and also everyone can find out what you're about. I was like, I'm excited. I want to go eat something. This is our grape salad also. Like you said, <laughs> like, Great I, salad. this is the first thing I've had uh, today besides my glass of water this morning. So I'm definitely going to be hungry after this. <laughs> but anyways, I do appreciate you for coming on and everyone can make sure and find you at what is it? Beast and Co on Instagram. Yes, it's uh, Beast and Company for FTW. Okay, perfect. On Instagram. And then and are you on Facebook or anything Facebook. else? Facebook. You know, just look us up. Yelp. Yelp. And um, TikTok? No, we don't. No, have a no TikTok. TikTok? Okay, no, it's, just it's making too sure. too much to keep up with. I was but, like, it is a lot um, to keep up with. You know, but, uh, you know, give us a call at the restaurant if you have any questions. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, definitely just come out. I promise you, you're going to like it. I love it. Well, y'all make sure to check out Beast & Co. on Magnolia Ave and make sure you use the Talk app to make your reservation. And as soon as you do that, also let me know what you thought. And until next time, cheers. <laughs>